Did we'll you see that? <gasps> what? Yeah. What is this? What? Oh my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> this is the part that's scary because nothing's happening. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <gasps> no! <laughs> no! That was scary. That was scary. That was scary. It's time for girls and ghouls. Okay, let's talk about it. I did Yay. it. Yay! We did the thing. We did the thing, and it feels so good. Feels like the first time. <laughs> Let's pretend I didn't just do that. <laughs> no, you gotta leave it in. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Welcome back to Girls and Ghouls, season two. Season two. Yeah. Yes. Who I... knew we would continue to do the thing? The thing that we do. We just keep doing the thing. The things we do them. And we do this them thing so we well. started on a whim just for fun, and now it's like a thing. Still a thing we do for fun. <laughs> but... It's still our fun thing. That That's sounds right. Wrong. I've actually missed getting spooky. Yeah. The last couple months. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. We took some time over the summer, just a break, because Aaron has like 17 children. It's true. <laughs> 17 children. Yeah. And all of her critters and stuff. So she's had her hands full this summer. I've had my hands full this summer with moving. That's always a no fun thing to do. But it's done. You did it. We're almost, well, almost done. We close on our house at the end of September. And then it will be done. But, I mean, you you did the hard part. Yeah, we're moved. It just feels like it's never ending. Like, this has been the longest process of a move ever because... Yeah. Mom, we sold my mom's house. We bought this house. We all moved into this house, and we're continuing to try to sell it. Like, we've been selling our house, but we had to do all kinds of work on our house to sell it, and then we found out we had to have a roof put on and, like, all kinds of randomness, and there's still more work that has to be done to get it ready for the buyers, and just it's just been, like, this ongoing headache yeah. all summer. And I'm just over it. I so, can't imagine yeah. why. It sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. And the house that things. we're selling is two hours from the house where we lived, so it's not exactly convenient to go back over there and do stuff. You can't really drive back and forth and just deal yeah. with things. Ugh. That is so annoying. So it's just been frustrating, and we're we're over it. So, yeah. yeah. I um, feel bad for you, but I don't, um, because... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you post your sunset video, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't feel bad yeah. for her. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I think if we had just moved into some other random house in a neighborhood, yeah. I would have lost my mind a long time ago. But the mm -hmm. fact that we moved to a lakefront home. Yeah. And I get to look at these amazing sunsets every day and go swim and kayak and all that, like in my backyard, that has definitely saved my sanity. Yeah. For sure. Don't you guys feel bad for her? <laughs> feel sorry for me. I'm poor. She's poor. <laughs> She's poor. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been, I mean, it's definitely awesome living yeah. here. I'm just, I'm ready for the other house to just be done. Yeah. And I feel bad for my husband because he has to keep going back over there and cutting the grass. And you guys don't know this, but the yard at the house we're selling is like. Massive. It's huge, and it's on a very steep hill, so it kills him to cut the grass. Like, yeah. it's a big it's a big undertaking to cut the grass. So he's having to continue to do that until closer to the time we sell the house. We close on the house. So, yeah. Fun. Because mine anyway. is the worst anyway. Yep. But pretty Ugh. soon it'll be their problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not ours. Our yard is nice and flat here. <laughs> pretty yeah. nice wasn't it like on your list of criteria oh absolutely no hill no hill. we have a hill in the backyard but going that's okay. down to the lake but there's no grass to cut on it it's all like the ground covering stuff yeah so no maintenance that's yeah. good has daisy mm -hmm. fallen down the hill yet 
She has not. That's good. Thankfully. I just imagine her with her ears. If you guys don't know, if you're new to the podcast, um, Kirsten has a basset hound who is precious and her ears are as long as her body. Yep. Um, but I just keep imagining her trying to get down the hill and her ears getting in the way. Well, at the other house, I always thought that she would start running. Because, like, she would see rabbits and stuff at the bottom of the hill Mm -hmm. in the backyard at the other house. And she would take off running. And she'd run down that hill and she would bounce. And I was always waiting for that moment when her back legs would come over the top of her body. And she would just, like, (laughs) cartwheel down the hill. I was waiting for it. I was just, I knew it was going to happen at some point. It never did, thankfully. But Well, that's good. It would have with my dog. (laughs) <laughs> but she's far from graceful, so. Daisy's not either. It's Daisy's just, not graceful. It's just sad. And then we have the two labs, and they've been swimming, and they like the lake. They don't They don't like jumping in. Right. Um, but once they're in the water, they'll swim, and they seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I bet. Daisy, not so much. Daisy's not a swimmer. No? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I swimmer. can't imagine why. We've got her a life jacket. It's the cutest thing ever. Does she like wearing so, it? No, no. But I put it on her, and it's cute. And I'll hold the hand. It's got a handle, so I'll like lower her into the water, and she'll kind of look all pitiful and paddle. Yeah, it's really cute. Oh, <laughs> it's my gosh. torture for her, but it's really she cute for me. Cares. It's adorable. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's so. Cute. I honestly don't think she likes the water on her ears because that's like when she gets in there, she shakes her head a lot, and yeah. I think those long ears, it just feels weird to be like in the water yeah so that's yeah she's not a fan i mean you could put them up in a ponytail i've thought about it clipping them up yeah i mean like Mm -hmm. just like loosely you know it doesn't have to hurt or anything like i have to do that sometimes when she's drinking water because they hang in the water bowl that's so i'll go hold them up (laughs) (laughs) i love her her. ears bless Mm -hmm. her heart life is so hard yeah it's hard being daisy may oh my gosh (laughs) So, um, you went on some adventures this summer. I did. I went that were spooky. I did, yes. Well, they weren't intentionally spooky. You went to some spooky places on your vacation. Yeah, yeah. So, the vacation was not an intentionally spooky vacation. This was, like, the first vacation that we took that was a little bit different. Like, we usually do, like, the normal, like, la-la-la beach and... Mm-hmm. This year, uh, my husband wanted to take me back to where he grew up, so we did like a tour of Western Pennsylvania. Hold on to your excitement, guys. I know Western <laughs> Pennsylvania. There's so much excitement. Um, <laughs> it really was a. It was a great vacation. Um, I don't think that John realized how much spookiness was on the western side of the state, but I sure filled him in. <laughs> on so many unusual things that he didn't know. I don't think we'll ever get to go back now that he has been told all of the stories. Because as we're driving, I'm like, that place right there, there's a story. And I'm not going to tell you guys because I might use some of these stories. But he was like, okay, do you do anything but look at, like, murder and ghosts? And I'm like, no. <laughs> this is my life now. It's research. It's research, yeah. So we spent uh, we spent some time in Pittsburgh, um, some time in Pimatuming, which is a weird name, and some time in Erie, which was very eerie. Really? It was. Yeah. There are some there are some crazy stories in Erie that I did not know. Like I was thinking Gettysburg would be like ghost capital of Pennsylvania. I'm thinking Erie is very close to Really? Gettysburg. But a lot more like less historical <clears throat> less historical and more like murdery. Murder. I don't know why. You know what? It's probably because of the lake. Yep. They're like, oh, this is a great place for a body. Bloop. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm. I haven't researched our lake yet. I'm kind of nervous. Although there was a shooting yesterday oh. in one of the neighborhoods not far from where we live. Oh. Awesome. Um. Yeah. Apparently there was like a home invasion, oh. and the homeowner was there, and he shot and killed the invader. Oh. Yeah. Well, there we go. Found out that um, he knew the guy. So I'm thinking there's more to the story. There's got to be more to that story. Oh, my god. The gosh. GBI is investigating it because they think there's more to the story as well. There so, has to be yeah. more to the story. It's a scandal. That is a scandal. So let's, okay, let's talk about, 
murder scandals of the summer. This is not a murder podcast, guys, but let's talk about some murder scandals of the summer. Only if those murders turn into hauntings do we talk about them. Yeah. But I have I have a fun murder scandal. Okay. <laughs> Fun murder scandal. <laughs> fun murder scandal. No, it's not funny. It's just one of those like, oh my gosh. Okay, so I took my mom for her birthday. I took her on like a girl's trip. It was me, my mom, and my youngest sister. And we went to um, Cape May and then Rehoboth Beach and booked a hotel in Rehoboth for two nights. We get to this hotel. It's like beachfront, beautiful. Um, and we're like, huh, like I'm surprised that it wasn't, you know, booked and it wasn't more expensive and it was just like, you know, God timing. It was wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. But we get there and we're like, "Mm, this place feels creepy. Like, and we can't figure out why. We just all have weird vibes. Okay. Now Rehoboth is really safe. There's not a lot of crime at Rehoboth Beach. You don't hear, I mean, like occasional, like people getting into drunken fights, but not like violent crimes. Okay. There's been one murder in the past 25, 30 years, okay? So we're not thinking much of this, right? We're, um, we're just like, okay, weird. But that night, my mom and my sister, they're, they start talking about how they had, like, horrible nightmares the whole night. And Mm-mm. I'm, you know, heavily medicated to sleep, so I don't have any dreams. I, I sleep the sleep which knows no dreams. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh, that's weird. So my sister is, like, looking up, because she's, she's very much, like, us, like, into, like, okay, what sort of spooks and stuff, and, and they also kept saying, like, it looked like blood stains on the ceiling in our bathroom, and it was, like, water stains, but it looked like blood, but it turned out that two floors down (laughs) was the only murder that's taken place in Rehoboth in, like, 20 years. Oh, my gosh. And it was a teacher that was murdered. And the, the the guy that killed her killed himself then, too. And apparently... Wah! I'm throwing my headphones. I'm so excited. Apparently, <laughs> people that stay in that hotel often feel like there are people in the room with them. They have nightmares about a woman screaming and all sorts of stuff. And we were in that hotel very unintentionally. We had no idea that, that mm-hmm. was there. So... I don't like it. There's my murder scandal. That and and the the murder that I've been like, have you have you been following the Chris Watts case? Mm-hmm. A little bit. I yeah. want to. I'm not a violent person, but man, I want to. I want to punch him in his smug face. Mm-hmm. Every time I see his face, I only know about it because you told me about it. Cause that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't. I don't watch the news. Like I, don't I purposely either. turn off. That stuff, there's enough negativity. I don't need to know about right? all of it. I don't even have cable, so I don't often see this stuff. But someone was like, hey, what do you think of this dude? Because all these women were like, this poor man, he yeah. lost his family. And I was like, uh-uh, he did it. If you guys don't know what this is, by the time you're listening to this, the story's about a month or so old. Yeah. But this man reported his wife and young children missing. No, he didn't, didn't even seem... He didn't even report it. It was her her friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he didn't seem the least bit distraught. He wasn't out looking for her, but he was on the news and he was like, "I'm so sad and I hope she comes home and I love her so much." And then they found out that he murdered her and his children. And then tried to blame it on her. Did you hear did you see the most recent part I didn't of it? see that. No. Oh, yeah, he says that the reason that he did it is because he came home and he saw in the baby monitor that she was strangling the children. So he, in turn, strangled her. because And the children? No, they were already dead, he says. And he was demanding that they go and do, like, DNA tests of her fingers. Which makes me wonder, like, what did he do? Yeah. To, but, yeah. like, And, and then they dug up the real, the real motive behind all of this, apparently. Which was? Oh, there's another woman! Oh, well, see. There you go. See? There you go. There. Okay. Case closed. <laughs> Done. Solved. Well, go I mean, home. he even admitted it. He was just like, yeah, I did it. But I did it for a good cause. <laughs> wow. What? Those poor babies. I feel sorry I for the babies. It makes me very angry. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually, like, I try not to get involved in current murders, like, talk about them. But the family has been very forthcoming about it. 
So I've definitely been using this as kind of a teaching experience for, um, like, life. Yeah. Like, the bad guys don't always look like bad guys. And this guy doesn't look yeah. like... He doesn't look like a They're, villain. Like, if you look at their family portrait, it's, it's perfect. this shiny, happy couple. Yeah. Speaking of, really sad. And you can edit this part out if you want to, because okay. it's not at all related. But did you hear about that pastor in California that killed himself? Yes. Isn't that awful? That is awful. Did you, like, listen to or read any of his sermon I ha- from Sunday? I hadn't. Oh I couldn't Mark watched it last it. night. He watched it last night, so I heard it. And it was just, he was so open and honest about his struggles with, you know, anxiety yeah. and depression. And um, he used to have, like, severe, severe panic attacks. Bless him. Like, to the point where he found out that the flooring was going to be later than expected being put into his house. And he ended up in the fetal position on the floor in the bathroom, like, freaking out. Oh, my gosh. And the flooring guy found him there, and he had to go to the hospital. I mean, it was just, like, all this stuff. He had all these issues, and um, it was all stemmed from stress, all of it. That's awful. Like, his dad died from leukemia about four (sighs) years ago, and they had stalkers come to their house and got physically aggressive, and they had to move, and they had to move their mom, his mom in with them because of the stalkers oh and, like, gosh. all this stuff. And just being a pastor, you know, everybody comes to you with your problems, with their problems, and you've got yeah. your own problems. And, like, just it all kind of coupled together. Yeah. And just it's so sad. That it's is just that's sad. so, so anyway. sad. Bless his heart. Bless his family. That's just a terrible and thing. And he had three boys, six, oh. four, and two. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Just breaks my heart. That is, that's terrible. Anyway. Wow, yeah. just made me think of that. Sorry. No, that's that's way way sadder. I feel yeah. terrible about that. I'm over here like chuckling at like you idiot murderer. You gonna <laughs> well, get he what's is an coming idiot, to idiot you. murderer? He is, and I I'm kind of glad for it just because. He, oh yeah. He gonna get his. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But and you so always sad. hear too like in. The prison system, mm-hmm. if you hurt a child, there's, like, the prisoners Ooh. do bad things to you, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. He's in for a treat, I Ugh. have a feeling. Ugh. And I do not feel the least bit sorry for him. Ugh. So that was. Have fun. Don't <laughs> bend over. <laughs> oh Don't drop the soap. Just saying. Oh, my gosh. How so, yeah. for all those families. There, yeah. that, that's awful. So let's 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 turn this around to some positive before we jump into spooky. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, we're about to tell ghost stories. <laughs> yeah, before we tell something spooky, let's like put some positivity here. Um, this morning, I saw a picture of a really tiny kitten being bottle fed, Aww. and it made me very happy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so cute. Yeah. So imagine that. Imagine okay, tiny go kittens. to that as your happy That's place. That's your happy place. Kittens being bottle fed and being very And happy then we're going to get scary. And now it's time to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> so who is going first? Doesn't matter to me. It don't matter I to got me. A, I got a pretty creepy one. Okay, well, for, I have for a, mine. And... Then I'll go first and we can end on the creepy note because I... <laughs> I want to tell a couple of the stories from my vacation, but they're not extra long stories because okay. they don't need to be. So we'll warm you up, my friends, <laughs> with... Dip your toe. Yeah, we'll we'll ease you into this. I had someone send me a message the other day about how terrifying uh, Pennsylvania is. Legit, <laughs> it's true. Um, but this one isn't, like, terrible. It's just moderately spooky. Fun fact, the story I'm going to tell took place in Pennsylvania. Oh, no. (laughs) So we're just going to be full on. You're never going to want to go to that state ever. If you're listening to this, you'll be like, I'm going to go around it anytime I travel. Just, yeah. Pennsylvania is a a spooktacular (laughs) land. You never, you know. Yeah. You never would have thought with all those Amish people, but. I think it's their fault. I'm just kidding. (laughs) They, they brought the bad juju. They can't hear us, so it's okay for me to talk about them. <laughs> if they can, then they're breaking some kind of Amish law. That's right. And for shame. So shame on you. For shame. So. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. We are going to be kicking it in Linesville, Pennsylvania. Linesville, which is very close to, I take this journey with me. 
It's very close to the state line. Okay. They put a lot of thought into the name. Have you noticed that with Pennsylvania? Yeah. You either have really straightforward names here or you have names like Intercourse. Yeah. I don't get Mm -hmm. it. So we are going to the Knickerbocker Hotel. Terrifying, right? I love the that name. The Knickerbocker. This is not to be confused with the Knickerbocker that's in California. That's like the luxury Marilyn Monroe destination. Um, not the Knickerbocker that is in New York. This is a separate body. The Knickerbocker. In Linesville, Pennsylvania. In Linesville, <laughs> where there's nothing. There's literally nothing in Linesville but the Knickerbocker, Lake Pymatuming, and the Spillway. People go for that they go to see the the carp and to see the knickerbocker. I don't <laughs> sounds like a happening place. It it is. I I'm telling you like we went and we were like, "Oh my god, look a CVS." <laughs> Why have we never come here before? Why have we never vacationed here before? I'm coming again next year, book a week. At none of the hotels cuz there aren't any except the knickerbocker, but you can't even stay at the knickerbocker. So, oh. yeah. Let's dive into this. The Knickerbocker was built in 1882 by Milo Arnold. And in that time, it was not called the Knickerbocker. Uh, Being the original person that Milo was, he called it Arnold House. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he and his wife, Clara, they were marketing geniuses. They called it the Arnold House. It's a three-story brick house with 20 rooms. And they ran this whole hotel, because it was a hotel at the time, on their own. They had very few people helping out. They had, like, two housekeepers, but everything else they did. They rented out the lower two uh, floors, and then the top floor they lived in with their children. Um, So this was a huge success for them, like, I don't know how because there's flipping nothing in Linesville. Uh, but apparently it was really successful. Lots of people came to stay. Uh, people, like, loved the experience. They had, like, a big grand opening gala and everything that was, you know, attended by, like, people that attended were, like, the best of the best, the most elite. Um, they didn't even have a salon, though. So it wasn't fancy. Mm, it wasn't so fancy. It wasn't so fancy. Maybe that's why people liked it. It was very humble. I don't know. Um, so, unfortunately, after this booming success, Clara came down with tuberculosis. Now, Clara has, I mean, she's got her own interesting history, like, beyond being married to Milo Arnold, the most original man in the world. Uh, she was... And I think that this is a little weird. She's a two-time widow at the age of 30. Hmm. Hmm. And she'd been, and and, I mean, she'd been married to Milo for a little while. I couldn't find the wedding date, and I'll be honest, I didn't look that hard. Um, But it's curious. But it's curious. A two-time widow before turning 30. I think that's strange. Um, She is a, she was a mother. She had children from uh, previous relationships and with Milo as well. Um, One of their children died. Again, I think Claire's story gets curiouser and curiouser. Um, Mm -hmm. But then she, like, she, like, redeems herself. Like, she does this, like, abrupt turnaround on her, you know, widowing nature and starts helping with the Underground Railroad. So she gets very heavily involved in that. But... She contracts tuberculosis at the time. That's a, like, that was a death sentence, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there wasn't a whole lot that you could do about that. But Milo Mm -hmm. was madly in love with his wife. Like, I know we we tell a lot of stories on here about men who have their wives, but then they also got their ladies, you know? Milo wasn't that dude. Milo was 110% committed to his wife, and he paid out the wazoo to have the best people in medicine come try to cure Clara. Uh, it didn't help, obviously. It didn't, like, prevent it from moving as quickly as it could have. I mean, it just, the tuberculosis took over her. Um, in 1885, in February, Clara went upstairs and she said, don't worry, I'm just going to sleep. Um, she died that night. She Aww. was not going to sleep. Milo 
was completely overcome with grief. And the hotel started to suffer from it. So eventually the hotel changed hands. And I believe it was only a couple of years after Clara's death that it changed hands the first time. But it changed hands like 20 times over the course of 100 years without much explanation as to why people did not want to keep this building. It's structurally beautiful. Um, it's the same building, like the same original building as, you know, back in the day. They There haven't been any, like, no one's burned it down. No one's, like, done anything to it like so many of the old buildings that we've heard of before. It's the original building. Um, and people just didn't want to keep it until 2005 the final purchase was made and the people that bought it in 2005 still own it. And they, and please, I'd like you to just like let this sink in the originality of the Pennsylvanians. They are the Knickerbockers. Peg Knickerbocker. <laughs> I don't, I, I just, I feel so, I really wanted it to be something different. But her name is Peg Knickerbocker, and she bought it in 2005. She fell in love with the building. She was like, this is it. I'm going to restore it to its former glory. And she did. She took a long time to actually bring everything back to the way it was before. She's restored it to look exactly the way it did when it was opened by Milo and Clara in 1880, whatever it was. Um, But... She then decided, you know what? I don't really want this to be run as a hotel. Mostly because, and this is what I'm, my guess is, I haven't found any answers. So this is just like, like my theory. If you guys happen to know Peg Knickerbocker, number one, tell her, for God's sake, she needs a better name. Because it's impossible to find information without having the Knickerbocker from California come up. And I don't care about Marilyn Monroe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think that she didn't want to run it as a hotel anymore because there were so many reports coming out of the Knickerbocker by the people who were working there. She said in one interview, or she alluded to the fact that it was really just to preserve the history. But that doesn't make any sense because it's open for tours, but... It's not, I, and you can you can request to spend the night for a fee, but it's not like you go on to Orbitz and you can book your stay at the Knickerbocker. It's like a very unique setup. Um, and she very early on started to do things with paranormal investigators, which I think is kind of telling. You yeah. know, she's like, hey, uh, um, we're not going to run this as a hotel and... Um, also, I'd like a paranormal research team. Like, that feels weird to me. So it turns out that the Knickerbocker, which has the most ridiculous name, is considered one of the most haunted hotels in Pennsylvania because it is really active. Apparently, there hasn't been a single person that has stepped into that house without having some sort of paranormal experience. So, obviously, my husband didn't let me step foot in, which I think is really unfair. So, <laughs> he was like, uh-uh, no. I'm reading the stories to him in the car, and he's like, no, we're not going in. We can drive by. We're not <laughs> going just in. Just wave at just it. wave by. Hey, ghost. Hey, ghost. So, the ghost, the, the, the paranormal activity was first really noted during the renovation. Uh, the workers would complain about footsteps going up and down the stairs. But it wasn't like one time. It was just like repetitious, like constantly sounding like there were footsteps going up and down the stairs when no one was on the stairs. Like they'd be putting, you know, fixing wallpaper in their parlor and it'd be up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, they also would hear footsteps in the upstairs while they were downstairs just like stomping around the rooms so I think that I, I think initially they thought like it's probably rodents or something though I don't understand how I mean I don't know rodents that stomp they're really personally. they're really big really big really rats. gigantic rats um, that just stomp they wear boots they wear boots to protect their delicate little tootsies um, they stomp around, but they, they kind of brush it off at first. It isn't until the doors start slamming on their own that mm. people start to get like, oh, 
maybe this isn't a good thing for me to be here. And the slamming door thing is kind of a continued, like, that happens pretty much every time someone's in the house. The doors will just, and not like, not like lightly close. You've seen those videos where the person's like, if you're there, close the door. And the door will like very slowly, slowly. Yeah. No. <clears throat> this is full on, like someone's having a temper tantrum, slam the door. And there are videos of it. Like it's, That's terrifying. I don't like it. Mm-mm. So shortly after this has started, uh, the, the work is completed. I think that the renovation workers just got, they put some hustle in their bustle. They were like, Mm-mm, nope, we're not sticking around to find out what's left. Um, but when the re- renovations are done, the Knickerbockers start having people come to their fine establishment. And people start noticing strange things in the building. Um, like voices from the dining room. And they heard someone, a man's voice, and this is actually heard quite a bit, a man's voice requesting their dinner. Ma, the meatloaf. The meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably what it is. That's exactly what it is. But uh, no, they hear, they'll hear a man in the dining room um, calling out that he is ready for his food and they'll go, they'll be like, who's in the, what is, who's in the dining room? And no one's there. Um, Funnily enough, when they do the EVPs and stuff, that's typically one of the things that's picked up is people asking for food. Um, The words eat are picked up a lot. Like you'll hear like jumbled like voices and then you'll be able to pick up something say like eat or I'd like my food or it's a lot of food so apparently the Arnold house had amazing food like this is what I'm getting (laughs) it has (laughs) to be really really good oh yeah speaking of EVPs they do a lot of EVPs there and you guys seriously if you go to their website you can actually get like recordings and stuff they link to all of their investigations but uh my personal favorite EVP is is the one of a child laughing (laughs) The child is my favorite ghost in this house because there is a ghost child in the house. And for some reason, this child, and you guys know my theory on ghost children, okay? This ghost child is very eager to be noticed. Um, In fact, the child likes to appear to you in front of the bathroom or in the bathroom while you're on the toilet. No, thank you. I got to tell you, if there's one place I'm going to see a ghost, I don't want it to be while I'm on the toilet. That's a legit phobia of mine. Although, it's kind of convenient because I'm probably going to poop my pants anyway. You're going to be a code level brown. So so I'm already on the toilet. I'm just saving myself the cleanup. Listen, here's my thing, okay? And you guys can call me crazy. I don't care if there are ghosts. There can be ghosts. If there are ghosts in my house, whatever. But I don't want them in the bathroom with me. <laughs> I legitimately get concerned about that. Like, if I take a shower, is there some sort of pervy ghost man? Yeah. Watching well, we me talked shower? about that one. Like, I told that yeah. story. The one in Arizona, and the girl wrote a song about it. Yeah. About the cowboy man in the bathroom. No. <laughs> See, that's not that's not okay with me. And the thought of having a child. I mean, I've already got enough children coming into the bathroom with me. Like. I, well, not anymore, but I've, I've done my time on that. I don't need a ghost child who's like, do you need help? You need more toilet paper? I don't, that might be convenient. Anyway, ghost child <laughs> is typically seen around the bathroom, um, but is also spotted at the top of the stairs and in different rooms. There are pictures of, like, full body apparitions of this kid. And this child also likes to communicate with people that come in and ask it to do things. So, if you ask the child ghost to pick up that box, she will. She'll pick it up. Good God. If you Mm-mm. ask her to make it cold, she will. She'll cool you right down. Which, to me, by the way, that, that, tell, that says a little bit more than a ghost. But that's just mm-hmm. me. I don't know. Yeah. She, but, uh, yeah, she, she likes to do that. She likes to, she likes to show off. Quite a bit. Um, And the same token, though, she's also what they believe to be the cause of some of the accidents in the house. Because people often feel cold fingers brushing their face when they're sitting down. Don't touch my face. 
or on their me. arms or they feel pressure over their clothes, but it's always very cold. And people have actually been pushed down the stairs. What? Mm-hmm. So if she don't like you. She's going to push you down the stairs. Now, there was, there was some thought that maybe it was Milo because Milo, the dear man, has been seen in the house with Clara. Clara apparently is still there, but Clara's just there doing her thing. She's, like, typically seen in, like, the kitchen just, like, meandering about. Like, she's, she's doing her womanly duties of that time, and she's just meandering about. Um, but Milo's often there with her, and he's doing his thing, too. And one of the most uh, well-known sightings of him was during the grand reopening of the Knickerbocker. They had this big ceremony, like a ribbon-cutting ceremony. And all of a sudden, a shadow formed on the wall, and the shadow looked like uh, like the outline of a man wearing a top hat. And then the shadow materialized and waved at everyone. Oh my god! And then walked <laughs> into a wall and disappeared. And this is on video somewhere. Yeah, someone's got a video of it. That's incredible. Yeah. Milo is always wearing a top hat when he's seen. And most of the time, he's just ambling about looking for things. You know, like, he's just... It's like he's he's reliving his time as the owner of the Arnold house. Um, but sometimes it appears as though he notices the people in the house, too. And he'll stop and he'll stare at you from doorways. People say that he just looks at you and he'll like tip his head a little bit and just stare and then he'll just almost vanish. like what are you doing here yeah uh so Ugh. creepy yeah i think it's creepy um another part uh another another part that spooks me is there's a rocking chair in the upstairs and it's it's one of the like original rocking chairs which is amazing, by the way. Amazing that they still have it. And the rocking chair moves on its own. Now, this isn't spooky on its own, I don't think, because, you know, old things and, like, vibrations the in the floor. And, yeah. Except that every time it moves, there's a black mist in the chair. Oh, God. Oliver's very upset with this. He really is. He's like, a black mist in the chair? No! <laughs> How dare it! Actually, speaking of Oliver, this is a great time to talk about my absolute favorite part of the house. My favorite part of the house is a room that has been aptly dubbed the Cat Lounge. Aww. Because the only ghost that inhabits that room is a cat. Oh my gosh, yes. Who? I want ghost cats yes. and ghost dogs. We've talked about yes. this. Those are the only ghosts that I'm okay with. The cat likes to jump on the chairs and will brush against your Love legs. Love it. And uh, he doesn't leave the room very often. He's, I think he was seen once on the stairs, but most of the time he's just in that room. He's either, you know, That's doing awesome. cat things and jumping around or he's sleeping. And people will think that there's like a legit, like, living, breathing cat there until he disappears. Kids see him a lot. I... Love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So a lot of the things in the house are pretty, uh, pretty, you know, tame. Uh, I don't really like the whole finger brushing of the face and the pushing down the stairs thing. But most of the ghosts or the spirits or whatever you want to call them are just there doing their own thing. But it's pretty much guaranteed that if you go to that house, you're going to see something. Um, they have regular, like, events in the house where they're inviting people to come in and like, you know, just enjoy hearing more of the history. Um, especially Milo and Clara's like love stories, what they like to call it. They really, <laughs> good Lord. They really He's trying to come in. He's like, I want to hear a story. Tell me a story. They really play up that love story. Um, but they also do host a lot of paranormal events where they let people come in, like different paranormal teams come in. You can request to spend the night there. They guarantee you that you won't sleep and there are no refunds if you don't get a good night's sleep. So, Knickerbockers in Linesville, <laughs> you should go visit it and tell me all about it since my husband won't let me. Nothing goes home with you. That was something I looked up, too. Just so you guys know. I looked it up because I was trying to convince him to, like, let's go there. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing, like, outwardly demonic that's going to attach to you. Not, like, some of these places. Just, yeah. just some ghosts. 
So I found a picture of the cat. You did? Yes. Awesome. There's a picture of the chair and the ghost cat. Oh my gosh, there it is. Do you see it? Yep, there it we'll is. We'll put it in the Facebook group. There that it is. That is awesome. I need to take, I've got all these like brochures and stuff because a lot of my, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, a lot of my research came from just like hearing the stories and from the brochures that they have because they do all of these paranormal tours uh, in Western Pennsylvania because the amount of odd things over there, mm-hmm. like things that I've never heard of in my entire life, like the sheet man. The sheep man? The sheep man. Yeah. Sheep. Sheep. Like, bah. Yeah, like Baba Black Sheep. Yeah, he's like an eight <laughs> foot can. sheep man. Um, That's terrifying. Or the werewolves. There are werewolf stories and like all sorts of crazy things. You know, I find it odd that a lot of these things are like confined within the parameters of the state lines of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if there's werewolves, why are they only in Pennsylvania? Yeah. If there's Bigfoot, why does he hang out only in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is just Do you remember what I told you? Satan's It's like butthole. they get to the state line. <laughs> they get to the state line and they're like, "Whoa, can't go can't here." Can't go there. Well, no, cuz some of these stories do carry into Ohio. Just well. in yeah, I'm my I have my again. I have have my own huh? opinion of Ohio. <laughs> uh, is it also Satan's butthole? <laughs> well, my husband's a Michigan fan, so anything to do with the state of Ohio, we hate it. Werewolf, just so you know, werewolf. So they can have Ohio. You can have it, but please don't come here. Mm-mm. I don't want you anywhere close to the eastern side of Pennsylvania. Stay out of Georgia. Don't come down here. Yeah, don't we go don't there. want you. Don't go there. I've we noticed, have our own ghosty stories. Thank yeah, you very much. we have a lot of ghosts on in eastern Pennsylvania just because it, there's so much history here. But western PA is like a, it's a totally different place. Even now, like I was shocked. I hadn't spent I have I hadn't spent much time western Pennsylvania before the summer. Um, but it even looks different. It looks like you've gone to a completely different state. Like the the terrain That's is crazy. weird. It's totally different. Um, it's l- so much of nothing. That you're like, oh, I could get murdered here and no one would find me. Like the land that time forgot. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's also There's the parts land of Georgia like that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Stopped in one too many gas stations. <laughs> so. That's the well, short story of the Knickerbocker that my husband was too scared to go see. I mean, I think I would be kind of on the same page as John. No. Be like, let's just do a drive-by. It's just not cool. I was so close, and I could have seen a ghost cat, and that's all my Did life. you check the windows, though? Because we've talked about this. There's creepy things that look out of windows that are not supposed to be there. I have to admit, I have pictures that I took as we drove by and a video from driving by, and I have been too afraid to look. You haven't looked at them? I haven't looked. <sighs> I have like a thousand pictures, though, from this trip, so. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gone through any of them. Um, well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely terrified that there's going to be like some child peeking out. Yeah, oh, for sure. And yeah. if something's going to be peeking out, let it be like the cat. Let it be the mom. Yeah. Not a kid. Then I'll have nightmares till forever. So I have... Um, I have something fun that I'm going to be doing uh, right at Halloween, and I'll share it with you guys then, but I'll take pictures. I'll make sure I take pictures, and I will look at them and just see. I'll tell you later. Okay. It'll be a surprise for our podcast listeners. Oh, my gosh. Should we do something fun for Halloween? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll cook up something good for Halloween. I'm excited. We'll do something. Yes. We won't do a train turkey. It'll be like legit stories, legit I promise. Stories. But we'll we'll do something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm we'll excited. figure something I'm excited out. for so. Halloween simply because I've never done the Lidditz Ghost Tour. Oh. And you're going to do that I'm gonna this year? I'm going to do it this year because they take you to like the corpse house. And okay. Oh, Anything called a corpse house, I'm not interested. It's a legit corpse house. <laughs> That's awful. It's like right down the road from me. I showed it to you when you were here, I think. Why is it a corpse house? Uh, so the Moravian Church that is in Lidditz. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They okay, kept, that. 
they kept their uh, like founding people in a they're dead people. Yeah, they're dead people in a court. I house. feel like they're vampires. It's very they much like world esque where they're gonna wake them up at a certain time. Oh well, apparently in the ghost tour they take you into one of the little uh, buildings in the Moravian Church, and in the basement they had found a trap door hidden uh-uh. under the dirt. And under the trap door was a coffin-sized hole with nothing nope. in it but a plaque that said Anna Sutter. No. And Anna it's a Sutter, vampire. Anna Sutter is supposed to be buried in the cemetery with General Sutter. Nope. It's a vampire. It's vampire! Vampire. They're going to wake him up. Yep. So anyway. Ooh, that's creepy. <laughs> that is creepy. Okay. Well, we're staying in Pennsylvania <laughs> for my story. That's just kind of funny. This one just happens to be in Pennsylvania. So you ready? Ready. I'm going to take you all the way back to 1973. Um, We had just experienced Hurricane Agnes and all of her force. And um, there was a family, which Aaron, you'll probably know the name as soon as I say it. Janet and Jack Smurl. Smurl. The Smurl family. Yeah. The Have you ever heard of the Smurl, Smurl family? family? No. Yeah. Um, they were forced from their home in Wilkes Bar because of the <gasps> hurricane. I think it was. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> and um, they had a couple of young daughters at the time, and they, they, along with Jack's parents, left Wilkes Bar during Hurricane Agnes and they moved into a duplex in West Pitson, Pennsylvania. So Jack and his wife and kids were on one side. Jack's mom and dad were on the other side of the duplex. So they lived in this place. That's fun. Yeah, isn't it? Um, it was kind of a fixer-upper. So they would, you know, they would, in their spare time, they would paint and fix things and whatever. Um, and things kind of started happening almost from the beginning. But it was, again, it was like those little things that you can kind of make excuses for, right. you know, like that's just my imagination playing tricks on me or whatever. So they, as they're working on fixing up this duplex, um, they would notice things that were just kind of odd. And they were like, okay, maybe it's just kind of old. So one of, one of the things that they noticed was there was a, a dark spot on one wall that every time they'd paint over, it would come back. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, this is weird. There was also a stain on the carpet that would always come back. So there was, you know, there was a dark spot on the carpet that they try to replace or clean it or whatever and it always came back um the stains would always come back and so they were like this is just weird you know we're putting fresh paint on it we just can't fix it whatever um they installed a brand new toilet and a sink in one of the bathrooms and very shortly after that there were scratches on the toilet see this is my nightmare (laughs) but they thought maybe it was their kids doing something like you know they were the kids doing I don't know, but they, they tried the bathroom, to like, explain it away. Um, there was one day when Jack was under the kitchen sink and he was working on some stuff and he had his tools, you know, within arm's reach mm-hmm. and he grabbed a wrench and he fixed something and he put the wrench down and then when he went to grab it again, it was gone, just gone. And yeah. he sits up and there's no wrench and he's like, that's weird. I just had it. And he lays back down to do something and he reached for it again later and it was back. Weird stuff, right? Yeah. It's weird. But they kind of explained all of this away. And they were like, this is nothing. I'm just, whatever. I'm crazy. Right. Then things started to escalate a little bit. And their brand new kitchen appliance appliances would just catch on fire. What? Yeah. They would just catch on fire. Even when they were unplugged, they would catch on fire. Oh, my God. Their TV caught on fire when it was unplugged. Yeah. And they started to smell this foul odor throughout the house at random times of the day. It would come in and then it would go out. They would smell and it was like decaying flesh or something. It was this really horrible, awful odor that would just kind of consume the duplex. And then it would be gone. It was really weird. So all this stuff's going on. Um, And again, they're, they're kind of like, this is whatever. It's just weird things. Like they didn't initially think that it was anything bad you know like any kind of demonic entity or ghost or like they just kind of explained it away 
So in the meantime, things are starting to go well for the family. Jack gets a promotion. He's coaching his daughter's softball team. Janet gets pregnant and she has two girls, two more girls. And they're doing, all the kids are doing well. The in-laws are doing well, whatever. And this goes on for a while and things seem to be pretty good. Well, then around 1977, things started to go badly for the family and things in the house started to escalate again. So the mother-in-law, Jack's mother, um, she had, I think she had a heart attack. Is that right? Something like that. And she, she lived, but she was sick. You know, she wasn't yeah. quite herself anymore. And they were starting to have some financial problems. I mean, they had multiple kids now and all this stuff. So, um, the things in the house started to escalate again. And this is when they started to get a little concerned. So doors would open and drawers would open and close on their own. Like they'd walk into the kitchen and the doors would just open and close. Nope. Um, the radio would turn itself on and off. Ugh. And the scariest thing that started to happen was when Janet was home by herself, she would be in the kitchen washing dishes or whatever, and she would have a dark, shadowy figure appear. Oh, no. And stare at her. And then it would run through the wall into the other side of the duplex and disappear. Oh, no, no. She saw this happen a few times, and it freaked her out, but she thought she was imagining it. She was too scared to say anything to anybody because she didn't think they'd believe her. And finally, after it happened a few times, she went next door to talk to her mother-in-law about it, and her mother-in-law had seen it too. Her mother-in-law had seen it come from Janet's side of the duplex into her duplex. So they started to notice, because Janet and her mother-in-law would get together, and they were like, something weird's happening. And they were really afraid to talk to their husbands about it, because, you know, men are usually a little more skeptical. Right. And um, But things continued to escalate. They continued to see this dark, shadowy figure quite often. And then when Janet would go talk to her mother-in-law, the mother-in-law at one point was mad at Janet. And she's like, why are you mad at me? And she says, I don't like the way that you're talking to my son. And she said, what are you talking about? Because this is a very strong Catholic family too. And she's like, you're using this foul language and you're arguing and yada, yada, yada. None of that had happened. So now the mother-in-law is hearing what she thinks is her son and daughter-in-law arguing. And Jack's not even home at the time that she's hearing these things. And Janet is on the other side of the duplex hearing what she thinks is her mother-in-law calling her name. Oh, my gosh. So there's this entity now that's freaking out both of the women. So finally, they decide to sit down and talk to the men about it. And, of course, both of the men are like, you are crazy. This is not happening. You have too much time on your hands. We don't believe it. Whatever. Right. So... They're convinced that there's something negative in this house, but they can't convince their husbands to do any kind of investigation. So they're kind of just stuck at this point. They're kind of just having to live with this thing that's terrifying both of them, right? Mm -hmm. One night while Janet's asleep, she wakes up to find a shadowy mass in her bedroom, and she claims that it was an incubus that molested her in her sleep. Oh, my God. So... That freaks her out, obviously. She said that she was completely frozen, paralyzed, she couldn't move, and this thing just kind of had its way with her. Oh, my gosh. Um, Finally, something happens that Jack sees, Mm -hmm. and he starts to believe what's happening. On a separate night later on, he's laying in bed with Janet. He wakes up because he hears somebody whispering. And when he looks over at his wife... He sees a shadowy figure run up her leg. What? Yep. A little bit later, Jack's in the living room watching TV. He's watching a baseball game, just hanging out, having a good time. A succubus appears to him and attempts to molest him while he's watching a baseball game. Oh, my gosh. He reaches for his rosary Mm -hmm. and starts to try to pray the rosary. Mm-hmm. And he says that the succubus grabbed him by the leg and dragged him all around the living room. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. All the, uh, At the same time while all of this is happening, the kids are also affected. The family dog was affected. Like, nobody was left unscathed from this thing. There was just stuff happening, right. like, all the time. 
they had a huge light fixture that hung over their um, kitchen table, mm-hmm. and their seven-year-old daughter Shannon was sitting at the table, and the light fixture just crashed onto the table, and it barely missed her. It scratched her face. It was so close, but it almost landed on her and killed her, um, and she fortunately survived. The family dog was mm-hmm. picked up and thrown against the wall. Not the dog. Um, Janet herself at this point, the apparently like with demons or demonic entities or whatever, they pick the weakest person in the family. Yeah. And apparently it had attached itself to Janet. So it would pick on her just constantly. It yeah. picked her up at one point um, and dangled her six feet in the air and then tossed her across the room like a rag doll. Oh, my gosh. Um, The neighbors even reported hearing screams when nobody was home coming from inside the house. So at this point, it had gotten so bad that they were like, something has to happen. We can't live like this. We're not going to survive this. So they call in the Warrens. They get in touch with the Warrens. And we've talked about the Warrens before. They're demonologists, um, and they come in to do some investigation um, Lorraine Warren is a clairvoyant. Her husband is a demonologist and they, they're very well known in this environment. Um, they've done a lot. Like if you guys are familiar with Amityville or any of that, that was all the Warrens. Um, we actually did the story last season, um, that was from the conjuring. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about them. So, um, Lorraine Warren says that there were actually four spirits in the house. One was an elderly woman, and she said that she's harmless. She's just kind of there. There was a young girl who was the violent one. She was one of the violent ones. Um, There was a man who suffered and died in the home, and there's a demon who was using all three of the spirits to try to destroy the family. Oh. So Ed Warren says, says he claimed on the very first night in the home he felt a major cold spot. He saw a shadowy figure. And this is a direct quote from Ed Warren. He said, I did not have to wait moments when the very thing I felt was a drop in temperature of at least 30 some degrees. Then a dark mass formed about three feet in front of me. Oh my gosh. They figured out pretty quickly that obviously this demon did not like anything religious. Right. Um, anytime they'd try to pray, um, they would try to invite people over and have prayer circles to pray over the house. Things would always escalate during these times. Anytime a priest came in, things would get worse. Like, it was always worse when there was anything religious involved. They, um, the Warrens called in Father McKenna, who was a good friend of theirs. He was a Vatican-mandated exorcist, and he had done several exorcisms for them. Mm -hmm. Um, He tried two times to do an exorcism of the home, and things got worse instead of better each time. So he finally quit doing them because he didn't want to continue to make things worse. Right. Um... The Warrens, let's see, um, in the middle of a prayer at one point, um, something began, began screeching, you filthy bastard, get out of this house. Jeez. A voice from somewhere. that It wasn't anybody in the house that said it. Um, the house also would start shaking. Mm. And this is the only time that they have documented actual apparitions they said during this time when the house started shaking two female ghosts that looked to be from colonial american era slunk through the house that was the only time anybody ever saw like full body apparitions Uh, 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 everything else was like the shadowy masses the dark mass you know figures but it was these two women and jack thinks one of them was the succubus that tried to molest him oh my gosh um so they weren't getting anywhere with the priest. They weren't getting anywhere with the Warrens. Nothing was getting better. So then Janet goes to the public. She calls the news. And she's like, this is what's happening. Right. That turned out to be a really bad decision because people, all kinds of crazy people, just started showing up at her house. They'd camp out in the front yard trying to get any glimpse of anything. Like nothing good came of it. And finally, mm-hmm. 15 years after moving into this house, they had had enough and they moved. Mm-hmm. Um. The, apparently whatever was attached to that house went with them. Mm-hmm. Where they moved to, they ended up having to have their local home priest come in, and he did multiple exorcisms and finally, finally got rid of whatever this thing was that was haunting them. But for 15 years in that duplex, they were 
Good grief. Haunted by this demon and these spirits. And people have lived in that house ever since, and they said that there's nothing that's ever happened. Wow. Ugh. So that is the Smurl family. Smurl. (laughs) In West Pitson, Pennsylvania. Ugh. That's a lot terrifying. of people, a lot of people thought that maybe they were in financial distress and mm-hmm. they made this stuff up. But one of the daughters is, she's in her forties now, and she's come out and said that it's a hundred percent accurate. That she vividly remembers having these experiences. She was the one that was sitting there when the the light fixture fell. Like she saw furniture move. Her parents were thrown around. Her dog. She remembers all of it. Oh, how do you how do you walk away from that? Like how do you? Oh. I don't know. Therapy. Years yeah. and years of therapy. Yeah. So, I mean, 15 years of her life. Oh, like, gosh. that's her formative years, and she's experiencing yeah. that. So, yep, that's the uh, Smurl family haunting in Pennsylvania. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah. So, yeah. guys, next vacation that you have. Come to Pennsylvania. Come to Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, we've got food and ghosts and demons. Mm-hmm. All sorts of bad things. All sorts of bad things. It's super fun. Good super time fun. had by all. Except the Smurls. <laughs> Except the Smurls. They didn't have a good time. They had a bad time. I think they should have picked the hurricane and mm-hmm. just rode it out. <clears throat> yeah. Probably would have been a better decision. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted me to be the one that ended it. Yeah, you you ended it. She brought it home. <laughs> And then they all lived happily ever after. That's right. So that's that's yeah, that's it. It's you know it's bad when the Warrens can't fix it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder. There's actually a movie. See, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, there's nothing that says like that the house itself was haunted. Yeah. Or whatever, because it seemed like it was attached to the family for whatever reason. But I don't know. Um, there's actually a movie, I think it's just called The Haunted or something. It's like it's an old movie. Smurl. <laughs> Smurl. Um, it's an old movie. I don't think it was ever in theaters or something, but you can probably go on YouTube and find it. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be pretty accurate depiction of that story. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Guess what I'm going to do today? <laughs> <laughs> With all the lights on. That's right. Sit here with a blanket, even though it's 110 degrees. Speaking of, have you seen the trailer for, I think it's called Hereditary? Yes. It looks awful and terrifying. And it I want to go see it. It does look terrifying. I've heard that it's like. It's pretty freaking scary. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've talked to a couple of people who said that it was just like, it was too much for them. And really? Then I, yeah. And then I went, you big babies. And pretended like see, I was going to go watch it and didn't. Marley and I were going to go watch it. Yeah. And then she started hearing that. Yeah. And she bowed out. <laughs> like, Marley Marley can't even watch, like, Paranormal Activity. That oh, yeah, movie yeah. freaks her out. She yeah, can't watch it. Movie. Really? You won't uh-uh. watch it either? I love that movie. I watched it's it. It's terrifying. It's creepy as crap, but Yeah. I, I watched it. it one time, and it was so close to... What I think it would really be like mm-hmm. that I went, yeah, I'm not playing with that. Not touching The it. whole like blowing up the sheet and grabbing her leg, that scares the crap out of me. Because I've told you that. I've mentioned that on the podcast before that like my feet, that scares me. I don't sleep with my feet off the bed because mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid, I've thought something was going to snatch me out of the bed. Mm-hmm. So that scene in particular, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like it. Oh, like man. It. That movie scares the mess out of me. It, yeah, I've seen it. I saw it that one time. I do really well with scary movies. I love scary movies, okay? But for some reason, that movie, when I watched it, I had anticipated Ghost. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Ghost. And I think it's because I've got just enough Catholic blood in me to go, no, no, we don't talk to demons. But the part where the husband gets angry at her, because mm-hmm. she's like fighting at that point to not have anything take over her mm-hmm. he t- and he takes that that crucifix from her and he throws it in the fireplace and I was like oh my god and I like I remember vividly sitting there I was I watched it with my ex-husband crying 
I was like, oh my god, no! Now she's gonna be possessed and she's gonna kill someone. And lo and behold. Lo and behold, that's what happened. But you know what got me the most out of that movie? Hmm. Out of the whole thing was the the footage of her standing at the end of the bed. Just staring? Staring. Yeah. And you're watching the timestamp move. Yeah. And I'm like. And it's hours upon hours that she's standing there. Yeah. Awful. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Nope. It's creepy. But Very I'm going to do that to my husband now that I'm thinking about it. That'll be hysterical. <laughs> Just stand there. Like, Hello, John. <laughs> uh, That's what we're yeah. going to do now. So, there you go. <sighs> I hope that we came back with a bang. <laughs> that you guys are absolutely I was terrified now. Ease back into things, and now nope. I'm going to have nightmares. I jumped right in. She did. I wanted something extra scary for the first one back. I'm glad so that we balanced. <laughs> my next one is, my next one is not super scary. It's pretty cool, but. Oh, yeah. my next one's terrifying. Oh, well, good. See, balance. We're balanced. Healthy balance. That's what go. we're going to do. Okay. Okay. So um, there you go. If you liked this episode, you know what to do by now. Subscribe, rate, review. Share it on Instagram and tag us at Girls and Ghouls. We want to know that you're listening and that you love it, and we'll also share it. So indeed, indubitably, forever and always. Indubitably, we love to know that you're listening. That's right. Um, We also have a Facebook group. If you guys are kind of new to the podcast, we have a Girls and Ghouls Facebook group. You can look it up. It's facebook.com slash groups slash girls and ghouls yeah and we had some really great suggestions in there about like what areas of the world you want us to talk about as far as hauntings and if there's any particular hauntings you want us to talk about so we have a list yep and um we're excited to get through those we have some of our own favorites tried and true that's right. That we're going to cover, and we'll mix in some of your favorites as well. So yep. it's going to be a good season. We're glad to be back on the podcast Excited for your listening your pleasure. You're listening. So, I mean, is it pleasure, guys? Pleasure? It's kind pain? of. I mean, it's like. Masochistic pleasure, yeah. It is. It's masochistic <laughs> pleasure. You sickos. Just sickos. kidding. Sickos. You're sick individuals, but we're glad you love us. We are so, so glad. That we're going to have nightmares for the next couple months again. Yeah. It's our favorite thing. It's my favorite thing to just be paranoid looking like at every shadow. Like, (gasps) is that my shadow or is it someone else's shadow? Yeah. (laughs) Is that a ghost? No. It's fine. It's fine. fine. All is good. All right, guys. Well, have fun. We'll see you next week. Stay scared. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Girls and Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe to Girls and Ghouls on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star review or tell us how scared you were on social media. You can tag us with hashtag Girls and Ghouls or tag us at Girls and Ghouls. Until next time, stay scared, friends.